Hi. Hi. I'm Evan. I'm Addy. And you are listening to the Speaking English podcast. Today's episode 34. Um, and we don't have a whole lot going on, but we still wanted to make an episode. So we're going to do like a little Q&A and just talk about whatever for a bit. Yeah, it's fun for us. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so how has your week been? My week was better than last week, but not by that much. <laughs> I'm getting better, slowly recovering from having the coronavirus. So this week I had like a significant amount more energy than I did the week before. So that was really nice. And it was really necessary because it was a really busy week. So just kind of average, I guess. Nice. Yeah, now it is uh, my turn to go through that whole thing because I guess I don't know for sure. Like I, I, I just got tested today, but mm, I have, I have it. Sure. Yeah, they got tested positive. My parents did, and then they gave it to me, and now I'm, uh, I have it probably. Like <laughs> there's no way I'd be feeling like this, and if they also had it, so I'm just assuming that I do. But yeah, you're probably right. We'll see how it goes. It's a tough time. <laughs> you won't make it through. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's kind of like experience is different. So that's true. At this point, we'll just see how it goes. Hopefully it's not too bad because at least so far, my parents didn't do so bad. Good. So I'm yeah, hoping I don't that, think like, I did that bad either. I didn't have any of the like breathing symptoms. Yeah. That kind of scares me. So I hope that yeah. that happens. Yeah. I hope that too. Still have my taste and smell so far, so good on that. I'm jealous. <laughs> Mine is so weird. Oh, really? Yeah, it's definitely coming back. Like, I no longer have the fear that it'll never be fully recovered. Yeah. It gets better all the time, but it is still like things are off. Like, they just don't taste like they used to. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I hope I don't have to deal with that. But yeah. who knows? Like, anything, I wouldn't be surprised about anything at this point. <laughs> We'll just have to see. True. Um, so even before, like, I got symptoms and stuff, I've been just quarantining for, like, the past week or so. Mm-hmm. Just for fun in my old basement, in my sister's old room. And there's just been, like, certain musical artists that I've been listening to a lot more of that, like, I probably not enough as much as I've, not as much as I've wanted to, but like mm-hmm. here are three artists that I have a high regard for and are trying and I'm trying to listen to more of. Uh, mm-hmm. The first is called Yellow Magic Orchestra. They're uh, really cool. It's a trio from the 70s in Japan. They like cool. popularize like electronic dance music. Oh, cool. And uh, very fun to listen to. The vibes are there. And I need to, I'm trying to try to listen to more of them. The next is uh, Towns Van Zant, who's an old country singer um, that I realized that I really like. And I'm also going to try to listen to more of. <laughs> um, and then also Kurt Vile, who's kind of like a folksy guy. Do you know him? Yeah, that's the only one on the list. Yeah. That okay. But yeah, he's, uh, he's really cool. And I haven't heard a lot of his stuff, but I really like what I have heard. So. And that's kind of the yeah. case for all of them. So I feel the same way about Kurt Vile. Yeah. So that's the goal, or at least like that. I just wanted to point those out. 
and uh, also recommend them. Have you seen anything cool lately? Mm, no. <laughs> no. After I finished The Queen's Gambit, I was like, man, I, I want to enjoy like a TV show again. Like I was not ready for it to be over. Uh -huh. so started watching Bob's Burgers again. <laughs> That's yeah. what I've been watching this week. It's nice. so comforting. Like it just feels like such a comfort show in these trying times. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. Would you recommend it? You've never watched like a single episode of, oh my God, you have to watch no. it. So funny. Maybe like little parts of one episode, but I would highly recommend. It Where is can I find it? Hulu. Mm, I see. It's very fun and very wholesome. Cool. I might check it out. Feels like a very like accurate portrayal of an American family. Oh, like it doesn't like it's just like such a goofy realistic family which i just yeah. really like nice yeah sounds good yeah i know sarah really likes bob's burgers yeah <laughs> what have i been doing this week i've been reading a lot of manga this week Ooh, that sounds fun <laughs> i caught up on a new series like i read yeah like from the beginning to like current on a new series so nice that's kind of fun that's like something that like distracts me more than like regular reading does i guess <laughs> um, i get like caught up in it more because it's like moves so quickly yeah so like it helps me take my mind off things nice comic books, so, yeah this is the week before thanksgiving break so my two classes have been so intense this week with just like projects and homeworks and stuff but I don't have anything for next week. I have like the whole week off of classes. So I'm so excited to just read a lot again. Nice. Yeah, looking forward to that. They did us dirty at Boulder because we only get Thursday and Friday off. Oh, that sucks. And they changed that because they didn't want people going home and like getting everyone sick and then coming back. And But they also like from the beginning were planning on uh you know, like nothing's in person after Thanksgiving anyways. Yeah. That's and they moved that up to last week. So classes all of this week were also completely online. So it really makes no sense that they yeah. do it like that. <laughs> Does so, not feel like a good solution at all. Yeah. Just very unfortunate. So I still yeah. have class on, and most of my classes are on like Monday and Wednesday, but not Friday. So like it, really doesn't change much for me it doesn't yeah. it's like it's not a break anyways which i mean i guess it wouldn't really be much of one but uh yeah it just feels like really just another week and it's kind of annoying yeah that's such a bummer but it won't yeah. matter for me anyways because i'll be in this room down here yeah. <laughs> i have the whole week off of class but i only have thursday and friday off of work but somehow okay. my like two stats classes feel like more time consuming than my full-time job <laughs> like school is ridiculous sometimes so that's fair yeah all right well uh i pulled some quite I, I didn't pull any i just looked up a question thread from a, another podcast that i listened to where they answer <laughs> questions and there was some good ones so i just wanted to see if there were any that were cool okay. um this first one is most disappointing film ending Hmm. Do you have an answer? Not really. 
I'm trying to think of like movies where specifically the ending bummed me out, I guess. Well, uh, recently, you know, we watched, I'm thinking of ending things and I, I don't like the end of that movie, but it was also the end of the book. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it counts as like just a movie ending that I don't like when it was just like sticking with the source material. But in general, I don't really like an ending that makes you be like, oh, none of that was real. Like why? Why do we go through all of this? Oh, huh. Interesting. I like that. Except, of course, for my all-time favorite thriller, Shutter Island. Hey. Uh, whole exception. I, uh, yeah, I still haven't seen Shutter Island, but I know what happened. Oh, <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, yeah. There's, like, a lot of the movies, there's, like, a lot of movies that I haven't seen, but I know, like, the whole plot, too. <laughs> That's funny. It's just, like... I don't know I'm trying to like once you like know what happens it's kind of like just you got to watch it at some point but, yeah like, there's but not I'm a priority sad. as much I guess yeah that's how that's I've been feeling about Shutter Island just Island. experience that twist it's kind of mind-blowing the first time you see it yeah that's why I don't know I think like new stuff that comes out I try to go in completely blind to for the most part but like as far as the classics go like I already, I mean, I usually know like if, if there's a big twist. Yeah, I guess that's going in. That's I, think, that's I don't know if that's just me or if that's. I actually liked the ending of I'm thinking of ending things. Like the okay. last sequence, I liked a lot. I like more than a lot of the rest of it. <laughs> I thought it was cool because it was like I, I wasn't sure about my reading of it until the ending, and the ending made it like very clear in a kind of cool way, and I was like, huh, okay. okay. I did like like the execution of it, but yeah. just the, the the like concept of like this is all in somebody's head. I don't usually like that, and I didn't really like it for him thinking of ending things. It just makes it less scary, and I wanted it to be scarier than it yeah. was. That's fair. Yeah, I uh, I'm just scrolling through like some of the movies that I've seen, like movies that I've watched that have come out like in the last like five or so years. And there's a lot where the ending like saved it for me that I didn't like mm -hmm. the, like the rest of it as much, and then the ending like brought it up. But I'm really not seeing a whole lot where the ending like brought it down. <laughs> Specifically, like where the ending was like really good. Um, the first one is Burning, um, which I think I might have talked about at some point. Um, this is a Korean movie from uh, 2018, um, and it's like it's like three hours long, and the first hour was like so slow like i almost turned it off and then it just slowly got better and better over the runtime and the ending was like crazy <laughs> <laughs> so that's my answer to the reverse of this question that's all i got oh i do have one where the ending was kind of annoying uh last year's the art of self-defense i never saw it okay it's like with jesse eisenberg and uh imogen poots Mm -hmm. um i just think just has the funniest name but i, I know <laughs> but uh i don't know it was i liked the concept of it a lot and then the execution at the very end was kind of yeah so that's good my answer know. for that one that is very good to know i really like jesse eisenberg even though i feel like a lot of stuff that i see him in i have like so many critiques of <laughs> like, i don't think he's ever done a movie that i've been like that was a perfect movie but I just still really like him. <laughs> yeah, make it interesting. <laughs> Have you seen Adventureland? 
Yeah, that's probably my really underrated. Adventureland is super good. And I've actually never seen Zombieland. So maybe my opinion would change. Yeah. Zombieland's like pretty good. It's kind of like for how much it's hyped up, like it's possible to say that it's like kind of overrated, but it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just a really fun time. (laughs) Taken by itself is really good. Like there's like a lot of hype surrounding it. Right. Hard to see through sometimes. I think I'll enjoy it. And it's one that I will definitely get to. Yeah. For sure. Um, do you have a favorite childhood TV show? I feel like I have a lot of favorite childhood There's a lot of, yeah. Shows. Yeah. I, how early childhood? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I need some guidance on this question. The question and the thing doesn't say. Um. Well, when I was like a kid, like watching like comedy shows and stuff, I loved Drake and Josh. But okay. like everybody in like that age group like that was like you would go to school and like talk about the new episode yeah. gosh <laughs> what about you okay so i actually missed out on a lot of that um because we didn't have cable for the longest time oh. like it wasn't until i was in like probably like seventh or eighth grade mm-hmm. that we got cable so like i missed out on a lot of like the network just like car- like cartoons and like Disney Channel stuff, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, except when we went to grandma's house, we did have cable. So like there's specific shows that like, it, it really just always depended on what they were doing a marathon of, like the week that we were at grandma's. Yeah, that's um, funny. I remember I one weekend binge watching The Sweet Life on Deck. Nice. Like they did like every episode of that. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen that whole show <laughs> over the course of a weekend. <laughs> Or at least like the first two seasons or something. <laughs> I don't know how long it ran or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then as far as like cartoons go, big fan of the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Oh, that was such a good one. All those like old cartoon like that one and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. That's what I was thinking too. Those two are like the best, I think. Those are the ones that I like remember watching a lot of. I kind of had like an opposite experience in my youth where like we had cable at home, but my my grandparents would pick us up from school like most days and we would hang out oh. at their house until my parents got home from work and they would only let us watch PBS. So at their okay. house, I only watched like, I can't think of any of the PBS, but the, like one Arthur? of them was like Siamese Cats. Huh. Did you watch that one? That sounds familiar. Yeah, I can't think of it. It's really cute. <laughs> so I love Cyber Chase. Cyber I Chase. I remember really well. Arthur. Did you ever watch Arthur? Yes. Uh, yeah, I loved Arthur. So that's what I watched in a lot of my like elementary school days was like a lot of PBS. Yeah, that's really funny because that's literally like dog. <laughs> that's what you would <laughs> yeah. watch at home. Yeah, just... <laughs> Cyber Chase. Mom- my mom for some reason would not let us watch Cartoon Network I have no idea she was like opposed to Cartoon Network so Zach and I only got to watch those shows when we were at like friends houses so it felt like so special to catch an episode of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends specifically like it was just like this is this is the best TV show ever (laughs) that's funny yeah I think my mom also felt the same way I mean we didn't have any cable but like yeah I just had get the feeling that Cartoon Network specifically, like they didn't like. Yeah, make kind of makes sense to me, but also like they had the coolest stuff. Yeah, 
And it just, it was like no worse than like Nickelodeon. Yeah, that's true too. My mom, I remember her specifically hating the show Ed, Ed and Eddie on Cartoon Network. And we could not watch that solely because she thought it was annoying. But she did like watch Spongebob. I was like, I don't understand. Like, how does this work? That's so funny. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. There was that... uh... The one show on Cartoon Network that like terrified me was Curse the Cowardly Dog. Yeah, that show is freaky. That was spooky. <laughs> but like, there's they have like full seasons of Grim Adventures on uh, YouTube that I've just been watching that I just yeah. watch from time to time, and like, there's some dark stuff there too. But like, played in like super, like not in a like a scary way at all. So it's just kind of weird looking back and seeing it. A couple of years ago, I remembered about the show, um, The Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack, which I really liked when I was in like middle school. Yeah. Um, and I watched a few episodes again, and that show is so creepy and weird. Like, I was <laughs> like, I can't believe I just saw no problems with this when I was in middle school. Crazy times. Yeah. I really want to like I, I I hope that like a a next wave of filmmakers like sort cite like two early two thousand Cartoon Network shows as like inspirations just so I can that would be very cool. There's a lot to pull from early two yeah. thousands Cartoon Network. Yeah. That was like the golden age, I swear. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this next one is a uh, favorite and least favorite A twenty four film. Oh, my least favorite is Ghost Story, period. (laughs) Dog. (laughs) I might have to think a little bit harder about my favorite, though. They have some really good horror. I don't don't know how I'm supposed to pick. Like, I feel like I need to separate their horror from other things. Yeah, that's fair. It's just so distinct. Oh, just speaking of, the other ending that, like, really elevated a movie for me was The Lighthouse. Yeah. I guess I guess so hyped at the ending of the lighthouse. It's so cool. <laughs> it's like so the last the last like 20 minutes of the lighthouse is peak, peak cinema. Man, A24 has really done some amazing stuff. Very true. I really like Ladybird. I um, love Ladybird. Like that might be one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. I think. Either Ladybird or Under the Silver Lake is my favorite A24 movie. I do love that one too. Under the Silver I just I wish more people I like saw Under the Silver Lake. <laughs> That's like my personal I like that too, because I always want to talk about it. Yeah, I want to get as many people to watch it as possible. <laughs> so you, because of that, I'm saying I'm just going out and saying it that it's my favorite A24. I think I, I like Lady Bird a little better, but I'm saying for the record, <laughs> Silver Lake. I would probably pick Lady Bird as my favorite, but like The Witch, Midsummer, and Hereditary are all probably in my top five horror movies. So that's kind of cool that I have okay, three yeah. top five from A24. Like they really are just crushing it with that. Gotcha. Also, Swiss Army Man is underrated. I never saw that one. And I was so surprised by how many like positive reviews it got. Because when I heard the concept, I was like, this just does not sound good. <laughs> but he loves it. You got to check it out. I think it's still on Netflix. I will check it out. 
there's a lot of A24 movies that I still like really need to see. So I'm looking through this list. Fair. I gotta catch up. Maybe I'll watch some movies this week while I'm on break. Yeah, you should. Maybe maybe try to check out Burning if you get a chance. Okay. Also on Netflix. <laughs> but like, just re- recognize that the first hour is kind of weird. Okay. It gets a lot better afterwards. <laughs> I, I just, I, I would be interested to see what you have to say about that one. Okay. I'll take a look. I don't know what my least favorite A24 movie would be. I know Under the Skin was weird, but I think I still liked it. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. All right, let's see what else they got here. Um, well, this one says, which director would taste the best if you had to eat them? <laughs> I imagine that Wes Anderson tastes like those little cakes in the Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> he just looks like them. <laughs> I saw Wes Anderson somewhere, like not in person, but like a picture of him, and he's like, Looking kind of old these days. Yeah. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I feel like Wes Anderson should be like eternally like late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's got like a middle-aged soul. He just, <laughs> <laughs> like he should not get any older or younger from that age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was born 35 and he will stay 35. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this one is... Uh, similar but not as weird because i don't really want to get into like there's just so many questions about what directors would taste like (laughs) but uh so basically if you had to like if if movies were made into candles which would smell the best oh that's interesting which i think is cool uh, personally i think la dolce vita would make a really good smelling candle i agree um that's the first one that jumped in my head smells good that's the first one that jumped into my head and i'm not sure why that's funny because i thought of fellini when we were talking about what directors would taste like too in my brain i'm like fellini probably like lasagna (laughs) yeah like spaghetti (laughs) (laughs) oh my my fellini box set ship yay that's exciting but uh i'm really mad about it why i paid 75 dollars too much how because barnes and noble is doing their 50 percent off sale oh. i didn't know that you could also pre-order from there but you totally can and i didn't realize that until after i'd already bought damn that. that's rough so i'm like trying not to think about it yeah <laughs> but <just> that. <laughs> I'm very bummed out because <laughs> at the same time i'm not gonna like send it back right and then just so i don't know kind of tough but it should be here on tuesday and i'm so excited because I saw like pictures of the packaging and it's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Another one that I would, would think might would be a cool smelling candle would be Strangers on a Train. Okay. This is an Alfred Hitchcock movie from 1951. But just a lot of that movie takes place in like a fairground and on a train. I, the train is like not that much screen time actually. Mm-hmm. But uh just those combined in like the 50s would just seem very nostalgic to me. Mm. I want to have that candle in my room to make me <laughs> feel better. 
I think that Kiki's delivery would make a good candle. It would smell like a bakery in like an ocean town. And yeah. I think that, that would smell pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm just scrolling through and seeing. This is like a fun, it's just fun to like think about in regards yeah. to the movies. Like to imagine to imagine smell when you no longer can smell if i if i end up losing my taste and smell i'm gonna <laughs> go through and and I, I might make a list on letterbox of just movies that would smell good as a candle <laughs> <laughs> let me think about some horror movies that would maybe smell good oh i bet that exorcist would smell like like church incense and i like that smell uh, yeah that could be kind of cool most horror movies probably have a bad smell. A lot of uh, like coming of age movies would just smell really good just based on like nostalgia and memories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Specifically a brighter summer's day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like that can also work for a lot of other movies that just aren't coming to mind right now. What's a good movie that takes place like mostly outside? Like in a field or something. Mm. Uh, Rango takes place mostly outside it's in like a <laughs> desert i don't really yeah. think the desert has a good smell oh midsummer i bet is a great smell uh, all the flowers there you go oh princess mononoke could be kind of cool too true like a wood like, like a pine foresty smell. and also yeah. like fire yeah oh i like that quite cool Oh, I have one last one. Long Day's Journey into Night, which is such a weird movie for me because I don't know how good I think it actually is. But like something about me, just something about that movie just like is really, really engaging to me. Like, I don't know how many people I'd recommend it to, but for me, it just hits all the right spots. It's like, damn. I feel, I feel changed. I've only seen it twice, I guess. But I feel changed every time I watch it. But uh, it's very like dreamy and like it just goes through time freely. So I just mm -hmm. I feel like it would smell like a lake or something. Mm. Kind of like the lake of your memories, like the future and the past, and that flows together. And and like green is a big motif in it. So like I don't know exactly what it would smell like, but it would smell really oh, good. Green. <laughs> it smells really good. I can I'm pretty sure that makes sense for that one uh favorite use of color in film again i thought of the grand budapest yeah the pastels just yeah oh that actually reminds me because cinefix is a youtube channel that i really like have mm -hmm. a list of top 10 uses of color in film and i think everyone should really watch that like right now <laughs> you should watch that as soon as we're done here it was really cool. I think you'd like it. But yeah. Shout out to Cinefix, my favorite movie YouTube channel, probably. Nice. Um, I think the colors in the new Blade Runner are really cool. Okay. They do a lot of different stuff with like really vivid colors. So oh, okay, one last one, which is just kind of fun. What was maybe not fun, but like what was the last movie that you saw in the theaters <laughs> before? I don't know. I've been trying to remember. I think it was probably Little Women. Yeah. I saw that in January. 
I feel like I probably saw a movie in like February, but I don't know what it would be. Hmm. It was probably Little Women. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Um, so if it's by like the actual theaters, then couldn't tell you because I just go to screenings on campus and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to the Boulder Film Festival. Um, I think that was like the first week of March or something. So like, that would be the, like the last public kind of screening and stuff I went to. Like I guess that would that would count because um, like I paid for it. Yeah. So probably that. But then if it's like the last time I went to like a screening would have been film history. And I think it might have been Nashville, which is one of my favorites. I miss going to the movie theater so freaking much. Like it just hurts my soul how much I miss the movie theater. And my favorite movie theater in Fort Collins is like trying to do this like buy a membership deal right now where it's like you spend a certain amount every month and then you get to watch like unlimited movies. And I'm like, I really want to do this and like support you because you're like a local theater, but like you're not selling any movies. Like I can't So I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. Um, so I'm actually looking for it now, and Nashville is not at all the last movie that I saw in <laughs> class. It was actually Wings of Desire hmm. by Vim Vendors. Yeah, so that was the last that I saw in like a public area. Nice. So there you have it. There you have it. I loved watching Little Women in the theater. It was so yeah. emotional. I cried. I still need to watch that. Oh, so good. Sad. Um, okay, so I think that about does it for our little Q&A episode, November Q&A. Those were fun uh, questions. Yeah, had a good time. Yeah. Glad we ended up More doing about movie episode. smells. Yeah, that's such a, I think that's just such a fun question. Yeah. I know that like A24 is selling candles on their website, but like Based on genres, cool. Like I'm gonna look candle, like a noir candle and a western candle. <laughs> like that makes me curious. I am also very curious. I'm gonna look that up. I would love to be the person who makes fragrances for candles. Yeah. I want to be the one who decides what this would smell like. That just sounds yeah. like my job. That'd be cool. I don't know. There's like specific candles smells that I really like and like really don't like that aren't that different from each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's complicated. But yeah, I don't know. Um, do you have an album to recommend? Yeah. Similar to last week, I've still just been listening to a lot of really mellow stuff. I don't know. When you're sick, it's like hard to listen to high energy music. <laughs> know why but it just is like oh god this is too aggressive for me right now so I went back to another old fave which is The Weatherman by Gregory Allen Isakov oh nice I just love and adore and his music is just so like gorgeous and simple and soothing I really like it a lot nice I think he lives he lives in Colorado somewhere I think in Boulder yeah. No. He's constantly doing shows here, or he was before the pandemic. Yeah. And yet I have never seen him. And I've been <laughs> for so many years. So that's like top of my priorities. Yeah. 
pandemic is over. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, mine is kind of a, a classic. Um, it's called Goo by Sonic Youth. Nice. It's like the Sonic Youth album that everyone knows with the cool cartoony on the cover. And if I don't know if it's their best album because they have so many that I'm like gradually listening through, but it's definitely the most iconic and like the first album to listen to to get into the Sonic Youth. But uh, I've been listening to that a bit here lately. So that's my recommendation. Love it. All right. Um, cool. So like after this week, we have like the next four pretty much planned out. That's a nice feeling. Which is like cool. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to like come up with stuff to do. But uh, so next week we're going to read Rebecca. Or yeah. We have been reading. We're going to talk about Rebecca. Yeah. And then um, wrap up for November. Yeah. And then double feature of Rebecca and Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Hitchcock one and then the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be interesting. And then after the night, the week after that, Mank will be out so I really want to watch Mank. What's Mank? Um, it's the one that's coming out on Netflix, David Fincher, about the Citizen Kane writer. Okay. Um, I think we do. We talked about it on one of the episodes. And we said yeah, I, I vaguely remember. Cool. So I think that comes out December fourth. Um, okay. so it'll be out for like a week or two by the time. But I think that's what I would want to do. Excellent. If that works for you. I think that should work for me great. Cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. You got the roadmap lined up. And yeah. You got a plan for everything. So that's cool. Very yeah, cool. it is cool. And I have a couple ideas for our next book club pick. That I'll let oh, you yeah. Pick. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. All right. I think that's all we got for this week then. Thanks for listening to anyone listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Okay, bye now.